Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is longtime listener, poet laureate, and Taya master, Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And Louis has not been able to join us today so far. He may be able to make it. We aren't quite sure about that yet, but uh, we'll just kind of hold out hope that he can join us. But what we do know is that we're going to also get a visit today from Melissa Oatman, probably somewhere around halfway through the show. She's going to be checking in with us um, just after she she gets home, which is going to be hopefully within the next half hour. Um, And she's interesting because, well, she has a podcast like us. Her podcast even has a similar title to ours. It's not the same, but <laughs> it's it's similar. It really is. <clears throat> Awaken your inner awesomeness, a daily dose of spirituality and self-improvement. I mean, you know, that's kind of like an alter ego almost, really, when you think about it. So uh, you could you could not have her on the show, could you, with that? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So it seemed like a fit. Actually, we're going to do a, a, a swap here. I'm, she's going to come on to our show, then I'm going to do her show. So we're kind of doing a show swap here. But we're going to get to know Melissa and quite a bit better today once she is able to check onto the show. So something to look forward to. But in the meantime, Emery, how you doing? You're looking good there. You're looking like uh, you had a restful weekend. Ah, oh, do you know what? We went to the seaside yesterday. It was freezing, but it was wonderful. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Okay. What was the wind blowing? The wind was blowing. I don't know what it was blowing. Yeah. It was, it was probably a, it was about... I think it was about like sort of seven degrees so it's a bit nippy but yeah mm, we yeah. soldiered through and true brits you know freezing cold eating ice cream. <laughs> ice cream i love it ice cream in winter that's great <laughs> <laughs> we're at the beach you've got to have an ice cream <laughs> it's a requirement right you go to the beach you have an ice cream yeah oh we have the same requirement here i totally understand so yeah that's good yeah, I'm not sure I, I would have hung out in the uh, icy wind in the middle of winter, but, uh, you know, my my hat is tipped to the Brits. That's what I can say. Oh, uh, well, it woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> it will do that. <laughs> it will keep you alive and alert. Yeah, the sun was still shining and the sea still looked beautiful. So it was it was yeah. worth a trip. <laughs> That's true. That's why you go for the beauty of it, right? That's that's yeah, why we, we go to the seaside seaside any time, you know, summer, winter, whatever it might be. So yeah, I totally get that. Oh, also, I have a little news in the app territory because uh, somebody had actually been asking recently, and uh, Louis had been asking. We finally had a breakthrough on the app. Now the app isn't ready yet. There's, it's going to be probably another week before we're actually able to say, okay, it's there. You can just just go download it and so forth. Um, but, yeah, I found somebody who could actually help me figure out what was going on without charging me $1,000, which was a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was very helpful. It was great. Um, so, yeah, well, um, there there's going to be a little bit of a delay while we get everything lined up because all of my um, – there, there's, there's a bunch of underlying software that makes the app itself run. And – it's dependent upon what a whole bunch of other people build for a whole bunch of other things. I mean, it's, it's literally, it, it's out of the public domain. And when you have public domain stuff, there's all kinds of people who have contributed various kinds of things to it. Um, so I have to get all my stuff updated with, you know, cause a lot has happened since the app failed last summer. I mean, believe it or not, in what, oh, an eight yeah. month period, something like that, it's huge amounts of changes happen. And so you have to get it all up to date. So I'm in the middle of doing that. And I, I may even have to get a new, um, Mac computer for the iPhone uh, version of the app because the version I got apparently is too old. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, wow. time for an upgrade, I think. <laughs> Doesn't a lot change in eight months? Well, <laughs> it really does. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. But this may be an opportunity to do a hand me down because uh, Louise is getting sick for PC for good reason because it doesn't always play nicely. And Max play a little bit more nicely, so I may see if she wants to try this one out, see if she likes it. But anyway, yeah. Um, oh, we also yeah, I, we have uh, we, we have a new thing going on here. We are now bringing guests on galore, and yes. literally, we are now booked through the end of April. Every show, wow. yeah, every single amazing. show. 
I mean, talk about law of attraction, right? Now, I can't say this all <laughs> was just people who just came to us. Um, I mean, I've been doing some outreach, and I, it's kind of part of, of what we learned about in the summit in January about mm-hmm. how you build build up you know, your audience to even larger levels and how you uh, um, you know basically expand business offerings and so forth. Well, I mean, LOA today isn't really a business, but I'm using some of the same principles to build it up, and, and that includes reaching out to find appropriate guests for the show um, and basically they get the advantage of talking to our audience and we get the advantage of reaching their audience. And so it just kind of all grows audience from there. But we've got some really interesting people who've been on so far. Um, last week we had yes. some really interesting ones and uh, more to come this week and next week and the week after that and the week after that <laughs> and so on and so forth. <laughs> So is there anybody coming up towards the end of April that you're just so super excited to talk to? Oh, well, well, they're all really fun. They're all really interesting people. Um, anybody who just jumps out at me, well, the one we had on Thursday, I'm going to try to get him back again. We actually had him on February 1st, Robert Riopold. I loved him. Uh, He's just fabulous. I mean, and, and he and Dan and I were just having a great time on Thursday. It was sad that we had to break it up halfway through. But yeah, that was that was pretty special. Um, but in terms of what's coming up, oh my god, I don't know. I mean, there, there are like twenty five guests who are currently lined up, and if I had to pick one, I'm not sure if I could pick one. They're good. They're I mean, they're all really good. What can I say? I know how to pick them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, guests of abundance, love it. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're entering a kind of a new era here on the show. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you honestly, I think in some ways we were getting just a little bit stale because we kept doing the same thing over and over again. Like we weren't really making any big steps forward. And that's kind of what led me to believe we kind of need uh, to reach a larger audience than what we currently have. Not because of the numbers, but because of the broadness of it in the sense that, mm-hmm. you know, our audience, they, they know us, they love us and we love them. Uh, but how about reaching out to people who, maybe don't get it as well as we get it. Or maybe they've yeah. never even heard of it at all. Maybe they don't even know this mm-hmm. stuff that we, that we talk about. So I'm, I'm hoping we can reach more of that kind of audience. And in the process, of course, uh, we end up making the show much more interesting because, my God, we're going to have some amazing stories to share. You talk to that many people, right? That's been like the, the theme that I've talked about here for the last few years, the, the different perspectives that you get when you have so many different mm-hmm. people involved. Well, we're going to be multiplying that and bringing in some perspectives that are outside of conscious creator circles. Well, that's going to be fun. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be contrast. <laughs> <laughs> Love a bit of contrast. Well, Sam's online yeah. and he's, uh, he's excited like, like we all are, I think. It's, it's yeah. amazing. He wants the and ice cream guest- too. I don't blame him for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam, I wish you could come and share one. It'd be amazing. But it's, yeah, and the the guests that you're bringing on just are, will just click with so many different people. And like you say, it's a life of abundance. It's law of attraction. There's just so many. These people have made changes in their lives and doing things that, you know, just inspires us to take those next steps in our own lives and maybe sort of be a bit more of a daredevil. Right? No, that's exactly right. Uh, I'll give you an example. You're looking for some specific examples. I'll give you one. And this is one I had, we haven't even completed booking them yet. Literally, this was a first contact today. They reached out to me. It's a gentleman, uh, what's Phil's last name? I can't remember what Phil's last name is, but his uh, organization is called Billionaires in Boxers. And what he does is he basically helps people get, take their businesses to the next level, whatever that next level is, you know, Six figures, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, whatever it might be. And that, that alone makes him interesting. What made him even more interesting to me was I actually did something I don't often do. I went to look at his testimonials. One of his testimonials was a video testimonial from Marie Diamond of The Secret. I said, okay, okay, I'll take this one seriously. <laughs> In fact, that's what actually convinced me. Like, yeah, okay, let's bring this guy on. So I reached out to his, uh, his VA and she's going to set something up, but. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's incredible. And that, and that's somebody who's actually outside of conscious creator circles, which shows what happens when you get the connections going, right? Because those connections, Absolutely. you never know when they're going to go to. And I would imagine his following is huge. Oh, probably. I don't know. I mean, that would yeah. be great if we can get some of them. Sure. Yeah. 
But uh, I'm just thinking in terms of, wow, what interesting stuff is he going to have to share with us? Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. There's going to be some good stuff coming out of that one. So, and that's just what, that's, that's not even booked yet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we come on next week and it'll be like, we're done till June. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, actually, um, I, I use Calendly for my, my uh, calendar booking mm. system. And I, I'm not even on their paid plan. I'm on their free plan, which only allows you to go three months out. So I can only book till the end of April anyway, until tomorrow. <laughs> and then May comes into year. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's the way that works. But I'll tell you what, I may actually have to consider taking their pro plan or whatever it's called just because of how much we're booking up. Because literally, I mean, I'm looking at the, the calendar right now, like all February, obviously February is done. All of March, that's all booked up. Um, first three Three and a half weeks of April are booked up. There are actually three dates left in April, the 25th, the 28th, and 29th. That's it. All the rest mm-hmm. of April is booked up, you know? And, of course, tomorrow, then May starts to become available. And as soon as May is available, I'll bet you, like, half of it will be booked in a week. So, I mean, that's, at the rate we're going, that's that's what's likely to happen. So, this you is can, a, this is an interesting hit, time. It is. You're going to hit your 10th anniversary with just huge style. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're going to have a 10th anniversary, you might as well make it good, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, exciting stuff's going to be happening along that line. Um, Also, uh, we have shifts going on in our personnel. Um, Sadly, both Cindy Chavez and Jackie Gates have decided to move on. Cindy's been with me for five years. Now, she may actually come back at some point um, just because she's, she's treating it as kind of like a hiatus. And we kind of left it open-ended as to when that might happen. So so that would be great if Cindy could come back. <clears throat> yeah, I and then I got word uh, at the end of last week that Bridget D just took a job and it's going to interfere with her doing the Tuesday slot. Uh, so we're losing Bridget too. Yeah, she got it. Yeah. Congratulations, Bridget. Yeah, oh, I know it's sad that she's not Bridget. doing it, but I'm just so pleased for her. Oh, bless you. Yeah, and it was one that she wanted, which is great, you know. So yeah, yeah. Well, obviously we wish her well, but uh, oh, that also reminds me, um, we've done pretty well with bringing in co-hosts from the audience. I mean, you're one of them, right? Bridget was one of them as well, Janine. So I'm going to try once more. Anybody who's listening in who wants to become a co-host, get in touch. We got both slots open on Tuesday and Wednesday, so those are the, the available slots. Um, for those who aren't sure, we we record. Um, all days, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. New York time or EST, Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, you know, we'd be glad to have you join in the fun. And as you know, Anne-Marie, oh, despite yeah. the initial fears, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I was very scared. But, yeah, love doing this now. I look forward to it every <laughs> Monday evening. And I can remember when you first came on, you were kind of hesitant about it. Understandably, because it's it's a little bit nervy, you know. But, well, but you were. I was just – I'm just going to come on if you just to fill in if you didn't have a co-host one night. And here I am. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Loving life. <laughs> but I've and you've learned been great so much on the show. Oh, I've learned so much. I, I enjoy sort of like, to be fair, I still feel like a viewer sometimes. I just watch you and Louie and just soak it all in. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. That's okay, though. That works, you know. Everybody who's on the show plays a good role, and, and you play both roles on the show and off the show because you help me in so many different ways offline, too. So, yeah, really, really good. But it, it's, it just goes to show that it's worthwhile for anyone who's even considered doing it, jump on board. Because like you say, you learn a lot, right? That's been my oh, model from yeah. day one because I've learned so much just talking to so many people. And you're seeing what that's like firsthand. Absolutely. If, if you if you have one little bit of you that really wants to come on be a presenter, just try it because yeah. it can be scary. But oh my goodness, it's so much fun, and you'll learn so much. It's great. Plus, we don't put the pressure on you anyway because there's always no. at least two, sometimes three other people. So you can be an Emory and just kind of sit and watch, and actually throw in a comment occasionally, and, <laughs> and it works out great. You know. So oh, here comes Louis. So we'll get Louis hooked in here as well. But yeah, that's, it's absolutely for anybody who wants to be a part of it. In fact, Louie, when he first came on, he listened to one episode and then asked to be on the show. So he didn't hesitate. It, it was just like instant. It was quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was convinced. Well, he knew that he had something good to give. So that's why he, oh, uh, he jumped right in there. But yeah. 
So yeah, reach out. Um, e- email is walt at LOAToday.net. That's the easiest way to reach out to me. Um, you can also do it through Facebook or any of the other social media. Um, but uh, yeah, we'd love to have you be a part of it. So I'm not sure if Louis is still hooking in or what. He looks like he's very pensive. I think I'll just let him be pensive for a moment. <laughs> he's smiling. So at least he can hear us. That's something good. <laughs> uh, let's see. What what else is it? Yeah, I think he's still getting the, the mic hooked in. But uh, while we're waiting for that, oh, th- um, there was something else I was going to bring in. What was it? Oh, doggone. I just derailed myself. It was... Uh, Let's see, we talked about upcoming guests. Um, we talked about co-hosts. There was something else. I can't remember what it was. Oh, hello. You're hooked in. Hello. Hi, Louis. Oh, Glad to see you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, uh, I lost track of time. <laughs> I understand the feeling. Time. Yes. Yo. It happens a lot. Sorry it's, about that. Uh, well, time is an that. illusion. When time is an illusion, they can do all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who's on? Hi, Sam. <laughs> yep, Sam's in the live stream. We're, we have a guest coming along in about 10 minutes or so. Her name is Melissa Oatman, so we're looking forward to meeting with her. But right now, I've just been catching people up, and Anne-Marie and I have been just uh, chatting a little bit. And we were kind of wondering if you were going to be able to make it today, so we're glad that you could do, that you could be mm. here. So glad forth. to be here. Yeah. How was your weekend? Did you, uh, did you have anything interesting happening? Yeah, um, I was went to London for pretty much the whole of Saturday, ah. and uh, the group that I'm with with this um, Save Soil group was uh, making a video. So I was in London and uh, with Big Ben in the background, we're making a video, and then we're getting shooed off by the police, and yeah, it was all fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got permission to be here. Have you organized? Right. <laughs> Where's your permit, right? <laughs> so the guy who's who's um, riding all the way around Europe, he's uh, what's the date again? Uh, he's he's organized it with the local police groups and etc. Um and he'll be at the dome. Uh is it, what's it called? The Millennium Dome. Not the Dome. The two no. arena, whatever it is. The arena, the arena, yeah. He'll be yeah. at the arena. So uh who wants to come to London? <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll so just book, it, we'll just book a, a, a charter flight from the U.S. No, yeah. no, no, you always have a private jet. Just warm that up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Think big. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. I'll get on board Think that. Think big, Walt. <laughs> I'll definitely get on board um, that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, can't remember the date now. Uh, what, it's all was, here somewhere. I'll, I'll I'll find it soon. That's fine. Uh, you you yes, said they were yeah. filming for the uh, the soil thing that you're involved in. Was it was it a specific uh, thing that they were doing? Can you tell us anything about it? Yeah, the 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 guy that's riding his motorbike. Um, he's uh, it's it's just welcoming him and you know showing him that London's excited, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Ah, because okay. London's the first stop through the whole of Europe and then all the way to India, so it's a long, long trip for him, stopping off all over the place, chatting to people, um, so it'll be it'll be exciting just to see him, I'm, I'm hope I'm here, I might even be in Scotland with one of my properties sorting something out, but at the moment it's a 50-50, mm-hmm. um, so uh, just an exciting young bunch of people who are passionate, which is really nice, you know. Mm. Um, but very balanced on the other side, you know, really, really balanced, just genuinely nice people. And, um, I was excited to meet them because I haven't met any of them before, um, personally. So yeah, just really nice, nice bunch of people. That's good. That's really good. Why, why motorbike? I mean, is there a significance to that or is that? Just yeah. He loves motorbikes. motorbike. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Straightforward. That's, that's pretty simple. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love motorbikes as well. From a young age, I 
I bought my 750 before I even had a license. I don't know if I told you the story, but um, I went to the shop and he said, well, I can't, I can't let you drive it away because you haven't got a license. So he's, I said, just park it outside my house. So I was, um, it was a 750cc, my first motorbike. And uh, wow. uh, I was riding it all the way up the highway and all over the place illegally. Um, and then, you know, I... <clears throat> I booked in my learner's license, and by the end of the the second or third day, I wanted a faster bike. You know, this wow. just wasn't cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then on my way to write my learner's exam, in my red leathers on my red motorbike with my red helmet, I get pulled over by a cop for speeding. <laughs> <laughs> But the funny thing is this. I never told him I had or hadn't got a license because I wasn't asked that question. He gave me the ticket. Really? Yes. And then I wrote my exam and I passed. So <laughs> it all went through the system because it's not those days where, you know, it was instantaneous electronics. So at the time all the paperwork went through, I was, um, I just paid the fine quite happily and ran, ran away. <laughs> By the way, Ellen today does not uh, endorse or recommend this method for getting a driver's license or for getting a motorbike, so I just have to lay that out there. Yeah, put it this way, 50 years ago in South Africa, it's a different world. you know. This is true, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would have worked as well today. Not not no, really at all. So. No. no. <laughs> That's funny, though. Didn't, Didn't have seatbelts in our cars. You know, we were lying oh, yeah. flat in the back of the um, station wagon all, all the way around the country when we traveled, when we were mm -hmm. sleeping. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that well. That's completely different to what they allow in, the, in this day and age. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how people feel insecure when they've got their seatbelt on? I feel free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what it's like not to have one and to know that it's pretty safe. I mean, for years and years, we never had any accident or anything of any concern, really. So... Yeah, just a different world, but um, yeah, I keep on thinking, going back to soil the whole time. I'm quite focused on that at the moment. <laughs> we, we were taking the compost and um, putting it into the garden. We ripped out some raspberries and we put in some new ones. And we, oh. We've just bought a new compost bin that is um, works on heat. So oh. um, it works on. Left is right and right's left. Louis looking at his own image in the monitor and trying to figure out how to get the shirt to straighten out right. And of course, it goes the other direction from what you'd expect. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, we, we're putting in this lovely mulch from our, our, our one, our old compost, but the new one um, has only been able to take two bags of the old one um, because we had to set it up in a certain way and get it heated and all the rest of it. So, but it's it's really um, really going well. Um, so we're looking forward to putting the the new raspberries in there. Sounds great. Well, our guest is now hooking in and saying hello to us, and so let me do take a moment to welcome her here. This is Melissa Oatman. She is the host of a podcast called. Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, A Daily Dose of Spirituality and Self-Improvement, which uh, sounds remarkably like our tagline, but uh, we'll have to check and find out a little more about that. But, Melissa, thank you very much for joining us on the program today. Uh, yeah, welcome, Melissa. Thank you so Melissa. much. Thank you for having me. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Meet Emery and Louie, and yeah, we're glad to have you here as well. You got, give us a little bit of background about the, the podcast and uh, how you got started doing it and what you love so much about it. Um, yeah, so I think so. Um, I started my podcast about four years ago. I went through what I like to call a spiritual awakening. So I, I woke up one day and I was just thinking to myself, there has to be more to life than just this. I felt like I was on a hamster wheel. I was getting up, doing the same thing over and over again. And it was just not a very exciting life. So that led me to trying to find answers. What is the meaning of life? So I read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts, and then decided that 
I wanted to create my own podcast to help others who may have been going through the same thing, either going through a spiritual awakening or just really wanted to improve their daily lives through different topics. We have topics like um, human design all the way to past lives and, and things like that. So it really kind of goes all over the place. Um, but it's it's uh, designed to help people, you know, live their best life. And it's been a lot of fun starting that. So That's great. Yeah, that sounds very similar to our uh, our business plan, so to speak. <laughs> it's not really yeah. a business plan, but yeah, our, our, our reason for being, my, my reason for starting it was very similar to yours. Not the same, but it's similar. And I don't know about you. I just found along the way, I mean, I, I started mine with the goal of bringing people on who could teach me stuff. And discovered that I love doing it a whole lot more than I was going to do it. Well, you've been doing yours for about four years now, so I'm kind of guessing there's probably a similar storyline going on there. Yeah, and you know what? I am apologizing. I'm having a difficult time hearing all oh. of a sudden. I'm not sure what's okay. going on with my audio. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, if you need to take a moment to adjust, we can... Uh, chat about the other stuff while you're doing that, or we can just keep going here, whichever way works best for you. Okay. Let me, let me switch to see if I can, sorry. Sure. Yeah, no problem. And while you're so, doing so that, Walt, go ahead. Well, guess what my question is for Melissa? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's see. Which one could it be? There's a few of them. <laughs> I, I think I'll, uh, I'll I'll defer to the non-guessing realm on that one. I'm just going to let you <laughs> surprise us this time around. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Okay. <clears throat> Looks like she's still hooking it together there. Why don't you... Uh... So can we no. switch... Um... Can we Can switch? I switch my exit and leave in another program? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Go, Thank you. Go out and come back in. We'll, we'll put you in. Well, that was cool. So I want to know, I want to know if the answer is 42. <laughs> there. Can you hear us better now? Yes. Thank you. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. No problem. So, all right, Louis, the floor is yours. What's the big question? <laughs> So, so Melissa, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that you you find out the answer to life, the universe, and everything. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. No, I'm still discovering what all of that is. And every day I think I know, and then I learn something new. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I didn't know what the answer to everything was. But um, I think personally, in my opinion, the answer is to keep searching. Like, I think it's a continuous journey every day of showing up and doing the work. Um, and so I don't think you're ever going to find the answer until, until we're done here. That's my personal opinion, because I think it's a continuous journey of searching and um, learning and working on yourself and growing. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm sorry, that didn't really answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> have you read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I have not. You haven't? Okay. No. Well, the answer is 42, so... Put your mind to rest. <laughs> Down. It's the best rubbish you'll ever read. You'll probably quite enjoy it. If, you, if you've been searching for, for life and taking it quite seriously, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, uh, now that we've got the uh, audio issues sorted out and uh, we have a good idea of how much you enjoy doing your podcast, um, let's talk a little bit about who Melissa Oatman is away from the podcast. Like, give us a little bit of a potted biography. So I am, by day I'm a teacher. I teach German and economics right now. And I am a single mom. I have twins who are 20. They just turned 20. And uh, that's been an adventure. So I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've sort of reinvented myself many times in my life. I... When I graduated from college, I actually got a degree in German with a minor in business. I wanted to do international business. And I found a job as a finance manager 
hated it. <laughs> and then I had <laughs> my kids and I wanted to do something where I had better hours so I could stay with them. So I went back to school and got my teaching degree. So my kids were two and I was, I got divorced when they were one. So I consider that my first awakening of like reinventing myself. So I went back to school. I taught during the day, went back to school at night, got my degree. Um, and then I was able to be around more, do field trips with them, all of those fun things, because I had a schedule that was close to theirs and got to stay home with them in the summertime. Uh, and then did that. And like I said, about four years ago, I just had a spiritual awakening, decided there had to be more to life than this. So started a podcast, started my own business, became a healer, uh, got certified in Reiki and past life regression, uh, took a mediumship course. So I do readings as well. And then um, I wrote a book about my experience surviving divorce and single motherhood um, to help other people because I feel like it took me so long to really understand how to put my life back together again after my divorce. Um, I was divorced from someone who was very toxic, so it was kind of an abusive relationship. And I didn't want anybody else going through the same experience I did. I didn't want them to have to make all of the mistakes that I did. And so I wanted to kind of put together, it's part my story, but also just part a guide for how to heal and pull yourself out of the ashes once you've gone through a breakup. And even just if you've gone through a loss and it's humorful, there are a lot of Karen jokes in there. My friend said that I was the first person to have all of the Karen jokes, but uh, I like to keep it light. <laughs> I think that people appreciate humor and it, it helps us to heal. Uh, and since then, I've just been teaching, doing my podcast, uh, traveling, also doing readings for people, past life regression, and just learning a lot of things along the way. So Interesting also that you decided to pursue Reiki because, yes. I mean, it's, it's a very, obviously it's about energy. Mm -hmm. um, and I can certainly see, I think we can all see that uh, having gone through a spiritual awakening, as you're describing, which I think a lot of people say, um, that energy is going to be a big portion of that because I know, speaking for myself, discovering the idea that energy was actually an important thing. And I mean, for me, energy was like, do I have enough energy to get up in the morning? And that wasn't really quite the same thing. Right. Um, but discovering that the role that energy plays in, in our lives, in our world can be quite extraordinary, quite, quite the awakening. So the fact that you chose Reiki tells me it had a big impact on you. You really, you had a big noticing going on. Yeah. I didn't realize before that I was an empath, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew mm. that I could tell how people were feeling and I would react to that. And they're like, well, why do you think that I feel this way? And I was like, because I know you do. <laughs> and I didn't know <laughs> I knew how people were feeling or kind of reading the energy, I guess, in the room, but I could just do that. And so when I learned more about it and I studied it more, I realized that I was actually reading people's energy. And that's what I do. So when I do a Reiki session with them, before I meet with them, I'll just sit and try to read their energy and I can tell them how they're feeling, the physical symptoms that they're experiencing. Sometimes it's just that it pops into my head that, oh, this person's having stomach problems. And sometimes I'll actually get the physical pain in my own body. Um, and so then I can tell them exactly where it is in theirs. So that's kind of how it works for me. I know everyone connects a little differently, but for me, it's all about the energy. I think we would all agree energy is a huge thing. And, and each one of us, Louie in particular, but each one of us have been on uh, rather extensive journeys of learning how that energy works and also how healing works. Louie, Louis, like half the things he talks about is, is all the different ways he's learned to heal himself over the years. So he's probably sitting there thinking, okay, what question do I want to hit her with? Uh <laughs> <laughs> the question I want to hit her with is, is, is the stories which I love the most is, how people are have these spiritual awakenings. I, I was wondering if you were happy to go into more depth about the experience. Sure. So like I said, for me, mine occurred after a breakup. So that's what kind of led to it for me because I was thinking to myself, why can't you 
find a relationship that works? Why can you not find the right kind of person? You keep attracting the same kind of person. Well, that led me to learning about attachment styles and things like that, which then led me to energy and how your energy attracts people and how if you don't love yourself, that you're attracting people who either also don't love themselves or want to take advantage of you because they realize that you have low self-esteem. So it led into all of that, which is what led to doing the energy work. And then also I learned about EFT, emotional freedom technique, Mm -hmm. which allowed me to work on self-love for myself. I started doing affirmations every day, started doing guided meditations every day. I took a course that was just all about building your own self-love. And then I took a course about spirituality and just how to increase and improve your spirituality every day. And the times that I started doing those courses, I couldn't wait to get up to get the next lesson. It was like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess I was hungry or starving and you were ready. Yeah. At it, you know, it was like, yeah, I'm ready for more of this. And so that's kind of what it was like for me. I could not get enough information. I couldn't learn about enough tools. It just, kept wanting more and more and more. Then you get spiritual indigestion and you put them all away. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The standard process. (laughs) Yes. And then you come back to them like, why did I stop doing this? Yeah. (laughs) The cycles. Yep. But I think that that makes it interesting. And, you know, I think the universe always knows when we need something and it's like, Hey, here you go. What about this again? Yeah, we always get those nudges, don't we? Just at the right time. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Emery. So I'm just interested in um, how you, from there, you went into like past life aggression. Yeah. What so was the interest? I've always been fascinated by past lives. Um, and when I was younger, I grew up in a very strict religion. So that was not at all an accepted thing. And actually a lot of things about spirituality were not accepted because it's a very traditional religion, but it never felt right to me. And growing up, I would hear them say something and think that doesn't, that doesn't fit. That doesn't sound right. How can that be true? So when I started learning about past life regression, and it was honestly just through reading books, I started following different psychics because it fascinated me. And so I just read more books about it. And then I started learning more about past lives through those books. And then the, uh, the mentor that I had who did the Reiki also did past life certification. And she was certified through Brian Weiss, the Dr. Brian Weiss. And so the first thing I did was had a session. I was like, okay, I want to see if this is really real. So I did a past life regression with her. And it was fascinating. I saw like three of my different lives and it was not her telling me this is what you are. Like you actually experience it yourself and you're, you're in like a very deep meditative state. You're not, it's not hypnosis or anything like that. So you are the one seeing the images, seeing the things that happened. And for me, like, I know I'm not making that up. So it was really interesting for me to go through that experience myself. And I was able to pick out patterns in my life that I've been repeating. For example, trying to take on too much and not asking for help. I saw that in a different past life. And I'm like, wow, that seems very familiar. Like I do that in this life too. So past life regression for me was just a really cool way to identify patterns of behavior that we keep repeating that we need to fix. You know, we need to change the script there. So that's what I do with people. After I had that session, I was like, I want to do this with other people. This is really cool. So I took the past life regression certification course. And then I do this with other clients in the same way. And same thing. They're the ones who see their past lives. They're the ones who get the aha moments of, oh, well, this is the behavior pattern that I keep repeating. So now I need to work on fixing that. And then from there, we can even talk about, well, here's some tools to help you fix that. What I love about it is just, is a very healing thing for a lot of people. Mm. That's good. You used a particular phrase that was interesting to me. Um, I don't remember exactly what the wording was, but the gist of it was, it was real. I could tell it was real. 
And this is one of those things that when anybody who's gone through any kind of spiritual growth, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, reaches a point where they experience something and become, you know, it's really going on. You know, it's true. You know, you don't need to have it proven to you, but there's no way you could describe it to somebody else. And Mm -hmm. so we're kind of caught in this nether world. Like, well, I know this stuff is true, but I can't prove it to you. <laughs> and now yeah. you kind of gave an indication about how, um, for you, the, the, I'm guessing this is like one of the validators, the fact that you were noticing parallels between what you experienced during the regression experience and what you experienced in your quote, real life world, unquote. Mm-hmm. I, 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 is that correct? Is that one of the validators? Was there other stuff that kind of just resonated so deeply and said, yes, yes, I know this is really going on. Yeah. So one of the things for me was, so I teach German and I don't know if you've ever experienced like deja vu, what they like to call it. Yeah. So when you've been in a place and you're like, I know this place. And I don't know mm-hmm. why I know this place. That happened to me also. One of the past lives that I saw was in Germany and I visited Germany when I was in high school. So before I was even into any of the spirituality stuff like I am today and we stayed in a town in Germany and it was like in Southern Germany. And I went to this town and it felt familiar. Like I felt like I had been there before and I had never traveled out of the United States before that particular trip. So I knew I had never been there before. It was not a very popular town. So it wouldn't have been a town where I would have seen a video of it. And, Oh, that's why I know this place. It just, I just knew it. And in that past life, I saw that town and was like, okay, So that's another validation for me is that that's why it's why I was so interested in German. It's why I was gravitated toward that. It's why when I went there, I felt very familiar with it. So it's interesting. And as a Reiki practitioner, yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) And as a Reiki practitioner, obviously you're working with other people with clients, um, helping them discover what it is that, that you're trying to help them discover. In that process, I imagine you've had some eye-opening experiences as well. Obviously, you can't uh, reveal anything about clients, but can you tell anything, anything about some of the more interesting experiences that have come your way? Yeah, so part of my Reiki session that I do is different than a lot of the traditional Reiki practitioners is that I do a guided meditation with my clients the last 15 or 20 minutes of the session to kind of take them on a healing journey. And they will tell me that during that session, they will have visions. They will get visions of either like departed loved ones, or they've had visions of Jesus or of Archangel Michael who come and they'll give them messages sometimes, or sometimes they'll just say, I felt this calming energy just wash over me and I knew that everything was gonna be okay. Or I could feel you working on this particular part of my body, like I could feel it. So I get things like that a lot, which is really interesting. And it's interesting when people tell me that, you know, people came and gave them messages. And I think that's really cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I know for myself, uh, again, I, I'm, I defer to Louis on a lot of this stuff because he, he has studied a lot of this stuff so much more than I have. But for myself, when I first discovered, for instance, that I could physically feel human energy off of another body. It was, it was startling. Cause I, I mean, it, we're not talking like, Oh, there's a little soft feeling. They're like, Whoa, no, there's a feeling going on there. What the heck is going on here? <laughs> it was on that level. You know, it's, it's a bit of a shock when it happens, right? It's a yeah. little bit surprising. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people I think have the ability to feel energy, but they just don't realize that's what it is. But you know, when you meet people for the first time, Sometimes you have an instant reaction, like, I don't know why I don't like that person. Like, I just don't like that person. Mm. Or I really like this person, and I don't know them that well, but I just really like them. And so for me, that's the energy that you're reading off of that person when you can't put your finger on it, but there's something about it that you just don't like. Or a situation, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is exactly, but I just know that something's off, and it's because you're reading the energy. This is true. Melissa, I I have a question. You you breezed over this, and if you don't want to comment on it, it's fine. Um, I'm just wondering which religion or group you belong to. So my family was, uh, we were part of a church called First Assembly of God. So it was Pentecostal, 
and what, and what does they believe that, generally? Well, so they believed obviously there were a lot of things similar to like Catholic religion, but the only thing was they didn't believe in the saints or oh, all okay. the angels, only basically following the Bible pretty strictly. Um, right. And the main difference, I think, too, is you had to ask Jesus to come into your heart to be saved of your sins. And um, mm. so it's similar, I would guess, similar to the Baptist religion in a lot of ways, but mm. a little more strict. And um, was it church yeah. on Sunday kind of thing? Yeah, Sundays and Wednesdays, of course. Oh, wow. <laughs> Twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of commitment, but like I said, I do, I did learn a lot. So I don't want to say that it was a terrible experience. It wasn't, but I you, just you were very clear was, about what you didn't want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Great learning curve, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I think it's like the judgmental part, I guess, for me mm. is mm. the part that's just like, that doesn't feel ever good. So mm. very understandable. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the fact that it's usually the child in us that just still knows that things aren't right. Yeah, you know, because we're we're still so close to source and stuff, so we just know when we're children. I love that you didn't lose that. Yeah, I am glad that I didn't. Also, because it could have been very easy to just adapt and and to go with you know what everybody was saying. And in high school, I did kind of do that for a while, but then I just it didn't sit well with me. And for me personally, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I had family members who came out as being gay and that religion Mm. frowned upon that and would not accept that. And for me, I couldn't understand why you wouldn't accept a person for whoever they are. You know, I didn't feel like that was like a choice that those people had made. So why would, you know, why would you condemn them for that? for being who they are. That's kind of what led me to questioning a lot of things because then it led to questioning, well, okay, so if you're born in the part of a country where they don't have Christian religion, that person's going to go to hell because of where they were born. Like that doesn't make any sense either. So a lot of things started, you know, clicking with this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. This doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. So that's kind of what led me to, questioning really everything that I was brought up with. But I, I was lucky in the fact that my personal, my uh, immediate family, they were not judgmental like that. It was more. That's good. Yeah. It was more the extended family, I mm. guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. That, that means you didn't have a, a significant amount of resistance internally in the family. That helps a lot. Yeah. It makes it yeah, easier. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. I didn't the, the, understand everything, but like past <laughs> lives, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, the thing that I wonder about because I, I've asked a number of people this question. I'm curious to know what your answer is. Um, very often when somebody is brought up in a particular religion, leaves it and encounters what we're broadly calling here a spiritual awakening. I mean, there's lots of different labels you could put on it. Many of them take elements of their older uh, religious experience with them. They don't necessarily throw the whole thing out. They, they, they're elements that they keep. So I'm curious, what elements did you keep? That's a good question. Um, well, I, I pray every day. So I kept that element because that always felt right to me just to, you know, to pray. And um, I also kept doing charitable things because again, that also to me feels right to help others when I can. Um I mean, I believe in God, and I know many other people will call it whatever their higher power, whatever they want to, and I think that's everyone's personal choice uh, because I think it's your own personal relationship with the higher power. Um, but now I pray to angels too and not just to God, so that's, <laughs> that's different. Um, yeah, I mean, really, the the basic foundation, but everything else kind of out the window just because mm. I felt too restrictive. Like, I don't think that there has to be a certain ceremony for doing things. I think, you know, what feels right with you, I think 
is right. Because again, if no one ever teaches you the ceremony that you're supposed to do, then how is that your fault that you don't know it and you can't do it this way or that way? I don't think there's any wrong or right way. Every once in a while, I think about the actual person, Jesus, and I, I think to myself that he's sitting wherever he is right now and just shaking his head saying, where did I go wrong? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, the memes too with your side, like mine's up there going, oh, I told her not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, Jesus is sit, sitting up there saying, oh, they twisted my words again. Yeah. <laughs> Turning the whole thing of something into wine and slamming it because like, oh gosh, I can't watch this going on down there. So one of my favorite, uh, one of my wife's favorite jokes um, is one that I've come to like too. She says, "Oh, it's not celibate; it's celebrate." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really, that's one of the things in teaching a foreign language that we talk about all the time is that the Bible's been translated so many times, and if yeah. they didn't know the word for something, they would just make up a word they thought was the closest to it. So, who knows? how things have gotten twisted over the years by being translated so many different times. It's like telephone. It's true. <laughs> it is. It's exactly what it is. It's a great big game of telephone. And, yeah. and there are some things we do know about. They, they kind of get shuffled, you know, swept under the rug anyway, but like the original word, the original definition of the word sin was just missed the mark. There, there was no moral approbation attached to it. It's like, oh, you're so wrong. For, there was nothing like that. It's just you screwed up. Yeah. Deal with it. Right. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> well, and that's how I believe it is, too, because, you know, I was uh, watching several specials on near-death experiences, and people talk about having the life review and how... Mm -hmm. You know, you go through this life review when you die, but it's not in a, from a place of judgment. It's, you know, mm. from a place of learning. Like, how could you have done this better? Like our guides sitting there drinking. Like, remember that day you did that? That was really dumb. Trying to tell you. <laughs> I was trying to tell you. You just didn't listen. <laughs> no, don't touch that burner. <laughs> Or give me a sign. They'd be like 500 and you're like, yeah, but where's my sign? Like, I'm not seeing my mm, sign. Yes. They didn't give me the specific one I wanted. <laughs> yeah, not, not that sign. Not this one over here. Not this one. This, not, where's my sign? Yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty standard practice, I would say. So. You guys are, are, are quiet. I mean, this is, I can't tell you, Melissa, this is like very unusual to see Louis this quiet, especially. <laughs> Literally, I mean, he'll, he'll just like take over his shot and he's just kind of This is only like, here for half an hour and I can dominate I mean, <laughs> I'm just kind of blown away by this, really. <laughs> I, I do feel well, a, a German okay. energy on you, Melissa. What, what color are your eyes? I can't quite see. They're blue. Well, oh, depending blue, on blue, what shirt blue. I wear, sometimes they look green, but usually they're blue. Mm. Is that I your natural like color hair? or uh, The purple? Yeah, it's natural. No, not the purple. I <laughs> <laughs> can't quite see but the rest of it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, a lot of the Germans are blonde hair, blue eyes, so that's just yeah, wondering if that's... Yeah, uh, so you're wondering if the blonde is actually natural. It, it would be more of a... No, brown. not really. I'm more interested in the... Yeah. Germanic aspect of the, the, the that you might be portraying in this lifetime from a previous one. Yeah, um, in this lifetime, I have many different. I, I don't know. They want to call it a Heinz fifty-seven, but lots of <laughs> kinds of. Uh, yes, sound just like me. Going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, there is some Germanic ancestry there too, but not okay. not a huge amount. So to mm. you know be blonde and blue-eyed, I don't know. <laughs> Might be from a past life, who knows? My my wife is Austrian, and my ex-girlfriend used to live in Frankfurt am Main. So, uh, you know, I've, I'm quite aware of the German feel and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. The students always ask up, they say, oh, so you're from Germany? And I'll say, do I have an accent? <laughs> 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 no, I just teach German, but yeah. Um, well, that's well, apparently you're, you're more from Germany than you thought. That's what you learned. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Apparently I give off a German vibe. So I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. That's good. 
Do you think also, going back to the, the theme about um, regression to past lives, do you think that we have learned about those lives that what influences you in this life? I, I mean, have you taken that and applied it, or has it just influenced you in a way that happened like subconsciously, or does it not influence you at all? Oh, no, I think it definitely does. Um, for example, in the past life where I saw that, what I saw was that I I was married to a man who was killed young, like in a car accident, and I had two young kids, and I was forced to then go and work. And I was so busy focusing on trying to make enough money that I worked too hard and died young, like of a heart attack. Um and many people have said to me, my mom used to say to me, when she just recently passed, but she used to say to me, like, you need to slow down, like you're doing too much, like you need to not do as much, um, ask for help. And that's, so that was a lesson that I knew that I had carried forward that I still needed to learn in this lifetime. So recently I have started taking that more seriously. And so when I feel like I've taken on too many things, I will call and cancel commitments when I need to just to do some self-care, which before I would never have done. So yeah, I definitely see the influence in, in that aspect. And also um, there was another lifetime where I saw that I, I had been stabbed in the back. And before mm-hmm. that I kept having pain like right here in my shoulder area and I could never get this to go away. I would, to go get massages, nothing would really help. And after I saw this particular past life, it just went away. So that was really kind of a weird thing for me that I didn't mm. really expect to happen. Yeah. That's very cool though. Yeah. Did, did, have you have you ever heard about birthmarks and reincarnation? I have. I have, mm. which is very interesting uh, because I – actually was friends with someone who we had never met, but he was like, we've known each other in a past life. And then he's like, you have this birthmark. And he told me like where it was and he was correct, but we didn't know each other and we had never met. So there's no way that he could have known that. And it's not like I take photos of myself and put it anywhere where people can go and look <laughs> and see, uh, cause it was in a place that's always covered. So that was kind of interesting to me. Wow. So, Birthmarks are supposed to represent a way you died in the last lifetime. So, you know, if a spear went through your shoulder or through your heart or or whatever, um, it could indicate how you died in your last lifetime. So, yeah, I, I thought that was quite interesting. That's all. I, I've never experienced anything like that. I know where my birthmark is, and I know it would have killed me if something had gone through there, but um, that's as much yeah. as I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's... Lower back. Mm. Yeah, because where mine is is actually, like, where, like, I would have been, like, stabbed in the back. Oh, it was there as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Mm. So that's... Now, now you got me thinking. Now, now I'm wondering, because I've got one on my side. Like, have I been stabbed in the side or something like that? Shot or something? I mean, oh, jeez. In two Brute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm just thinking. I have got a birthmark. Have I not died before? <laughs> there, there are, of course, deaths that don't occur with brutal <laughs> external influence. Like <laughs> you need to open yourself up and look at the inside. What does that look like? <laughs> some virus or <laughs> or something else. Yeah. I, I draw the line at self-autopsy. I'm sorry. I just don't go there. <laughs> Not not this lifetime. Huh? <laughs> yeah, four or five lifetimes in the future, maybe. I don't know. Not really something I'm looking forward to. But what I have been looking forward to is this visit, and I want to thank you, Melissa, for taking the time to join us today. Um, before we part company for the day, I want you to give people some information about how to reach out to you for your services or just find out more about you. Sure. So the easiest way is just to go to my website, which is melissaoatman.com. And there you can see all the services I offer. You can book from my website. You can also uh, get my book, find out more about my podcast, and also listen to my podcast. Everything is on my website. Melissa, if you need any help, we're here for you. Yeah, thank you. That would be great. It would be great to have you guys on my podcast, Mm. too, just to 
talk Come about your own perspectives. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Melissa. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank you to those in the live stream, and especially thank you to all our podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.